Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Dave McMenamin completely shuts the door and Zach Levine potentially going to the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about should the Bulls be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline and what that could mean for the team after February. We're going to also preview the game tonight against the new look Toronto Raptors. All that plus a little bit of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. Uh, and so Dave McMiniman was interviewed on ESPN before the Los Angeles Lakers game uh, yesterday, and uh, he said this. Uh, let's talk about the trade deadline. It's three weeks away. Woj reporting that Pascal Siakam just got traded at the Pacers. When you hear about this stuff, what are you hearing about names that could be on the move and acquired by the Lakers? Well, Kevin, a big name on the similar level of a Pascal Siakam that we've heard for months associated with the Lakers is Zach Levine. But I'm told that's not happening. Uh, Laker fans, if you're wearing or you're thinking about the UCLA Bruin coming back to Los Angeles to help this team, uh, don't count on it. Uh, you're going to looking at the Lakers surveying the market for point guard help. And one guy you can look at is certainly Tyus Washington with the Washington Wizards. He's 27 years old, he's highly efficient, 52% from the field, 42% from three. He's on a $14 million expiring contract, and we've seen the Wizards are not necessarily competitive right now with the group that they have, so perhaps they would be looking for some sort of uh, future assets that the Lakers could bring that guy in right now. Another guy you look to is Colin Sexton, 25-year-old, athletic, competitive, averages about 17 points and four assists a game, more of a combo guard, but certainly someone that has ties to, uh, you know, the Lakers um, in the sense that his agent, Rich Paul, also represents LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Those names aren't the same level as a Pascal Siakam, Zach Levine, but they could be what could help this team down the stretch, especially with Gabe Vincent out with that knee injury. We're talking about a team right now sitting 10th in the standings. That is the Lakers. Dave McMenamin with the latest on this team from L.A. Mavs Lakers coming your way on ABC. So that basically shuts the door completely on Zach Levine going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And the reason I say basically is because there's still always a chance maybe those players aren't moved, aren't available and, you know, we see, uh, you know, the Lakers pivot back to Zach Levine. But now you got to trust what we've been hearing. And while, you know, basically since about, what, November, the Lakers have been considered and talked about as a team that may even be the favorite to land Zach Levine. And, you know, we even got things saying that, you know, oh, I feel like eventually it's going to lead to Zach being with the Los Angeles Lakers. And now when you look at how things gone, they, they pivoted from uh, Zach Levine to OG Ananobi. He ends up getting traded to the New York Knicks. We then hear that they may be interested in Pascal Siakam. He ends up going elsewhere. And then we've heard that they pivoted to DeJounte Murray. Makes sense. But now when you start getting players like Colin Sexton and Tyus Jones being on their list above a Zach Levine, 
that means that he's pretty far down that list. And the reasons are why. What we talked about, right? It's mainly the contract. If Zach Levine was on a 22 to $25 million contract, he probably already would have been moved. And it's led a lot of Bulls fans that have been seeing this conversation come back up to, oh, it's a contract. The Bulls should have never gave him that contract. Let's be clear here, Bulls fans. And this is why I hate revisionist history. No matter what, Zach Levine was getting the max that the season he was a free agent. Now, of course, the Bulls could have paid him more than other teams, but you're still looking at him by now being between a 35 to $38 million player. And again, so he was going to make that money regardless. And that's just really what it comes down to is that the player, at the point that Zach Levine was in free agency, he was going to get the max regardless. Super max, hell no. He didn't even qualify for that. But he was going to get the max regardless. And as the salary starts increasing over the course of the NBA, this same $40 million contract for Zach Levine in just a, se- uh, a, a next season or a season and a half from now is actually going to look pretty reasonable. But I do think that that, as far as right now, is taking teams, uh, causing teams to have a little bit of a hesitation there when it comes to Zach Levine. Um, but like I said before, I do think that there is some of this that is posturing by both the Bulls and other teams available. Now, do you think could it be that the Bulls are holding the, the value for Zach Levine way too high and it's causing teams to come to be out on trading for the for the talented shooting guard? Yeah, absolutely. But when you look at his 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 age, younger than what Bradley Bill was, when you look at him and Pascal Siakam, yes, Pascal Siakam is a better player overall as far as defense and offense. With the way Zach's playing defense lately, maybe that that can start changing a little bit. But Pascal Siakam's contract is only is is only two point two million dollars less than Zach Levine. So you got to start looking at those type of things. But it may just be that the market this year for Zach is not going to be there for the Chicago Bulls. And you know, as we hear more and more of this, and as this goes further along, Zach is has had his name out there earlier this season than almost anybody else, and he may be the last to go if he even is traded. But hearing a clip like this, hearing Dave McMiniman talk about it, it just it brings it back home that right now teams are looking at at how you can bring in other players that, let's be clear, Colin Sexton and, and Tyus Jones, even though he said Tyus Washington on the, on the clip and his misspeak, I do it sometimes too, they're not as good of basketball players as Zach Levine. They're just not. And so it really gets back to the front office and saying that the front office still holds the power in this, right? They do not have to trade Zach Levine by this trade deadline unless him and his representation make it completely awkward. But I think even at them, I think they're a little bit humbled by the trade market that's not there for Zach Levine as well. And I think that that's going to push it to, to, and that's why you've seen Zach trying to fit in because, hey, it gets difficult. Once you start hearing your name out there and saying, hey, does he does he contribute to winning? Oh, he's also playing bad. Look how better his team's playing without him. It forces you to hopefully, if you have any level of self-awareness, to realize, let me step it the hell up. Now, some concerns, definitely about how the Bulls have been playing since Zach Levine came back. Like, they still went, have won way more games than what they've lost. But it, it's it's that concerning as far as the ball sticking around, the offense feeling stagnated again. And so, best believe, teams around the NBA are watching that to see how that continues before pulling the trigger. But I still do think, I'm holding out right now, that by the trade deadline, there's going to be a team that's ready to pull the trigger because of the other moves made around their conference Let's just see what that ends up meaning with Zach Levine. Now, outside of just Zach Levine, you got to ask the question, are the Bulls going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Of course, we got the Zach Levine uh, rumors out there, the, the rumors of that they could be looking to move uh, DeMar DeRozan if he doesn't reach a contract extension. We also recently, both from Casey Johnson and Mark Sign, have gotten that the Chicago Bulls are open to moving Lonzo Ball's contract in a larger deal to bring talent into this team. 
So you got to ask yourself, are the Bulls buyers or sellers at this deadline? And I think they're really, I got them marked as sellers at this trade deadline because I look at what they're trying to send out. Yeah, they're not trying to just sell players off to just get anything back, but I still have them more as buyers, uh, as sellers than buyers because when you look at it, Zach Levine, we already know there, we talked about that ad nauseum. DeMar DeRozan, we know about that, uh, uh, not coming to a contract extension. Uh, uh, Zoe's contract, we talked about that now. Drummond, there's been some some rumors there that they're hesitant to move off Drummond. And Javon Carter, that's probably the most likely assets that the Bulls are open to moving. Patrick Williams, they're not moving Patrick Williams at this deadline. It's not happening. Um, you know, Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry, they're not moving at all either. Io Sumu, I don't see them being willing to move him with the way that he's really stepping up in that bench and the uncertainty about where the team's going forth to. So that's kind of where the Bulls sit at on assets that they're trying to move if they can find somebody to buy in on those assets. Now, what they're going to get back in cases like that, it can range anywhere between a player, salary cap filler, a pick, right? That's kind of what we heard. We've heard that they're trying to look for win-now players if they do get that. So, so not necessarily super young players, but maybe players that can contribute and still have a little bit of youth there. The Bulls are 14-9 and since November 30th. Over that time, they also have the sixth-ranked defense in the league, and they've pushed themselves from being ranked 22nd defensively all the way up to 12th overall on the whole season. But like I said, they're sixth in defense since November 30th. This is a team that is trying to still make their move for the playoffs or the plan. Now, there are going to be Bulls fans that agree and disagree with that mindset. You have a lot of Bulls fans that want to see this team bottom out even in a weak draft to try to get that next that that bite at the apple of what uh, a player that could turn into that next star. Um, and so th- that's kind of the Bulls' mindset and methodology about how they go into this trade deadline is going to be interesting to watch because it just leaves so much up to question on the direction that you can take this team, right? We know that they, Alex Caruso, I could have put him on the current assets because he is a player that if the Bulls make Alex Caruso available in trade talks, the Bulls are going to get assets back. There will be more teams probably calling on Alex Caruso than either DeMar or either Zach. That's a mix of what he brings to the to the court, the fact he can fit in on any team, and the fact that his contract is pennies on the dollar, basically, compared to those other two players. But we know that we've heard that the Bulls are not taking calls on, tra- on uh, Alex Caruso, so I'm not even going to mention him in this. Now, if we do get a trade deadline deal, a last-minute deal where they move Caruso and they get a, 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 a deal back that none of us are expecting, uh, there's an outside chance of that, of course, right? This is the NBA. We know anything can happen or, and will happen in a lot of ways. Um, and so, you know, at the, the, and I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's episode, the Bulls cannot afford to have another completely quiet trade deadline. Another trade deadline that goes by and that you just wait to the buyout market, I don't see that happening this season because I think now you got to realize this core isn't working now. Nikola Vucevic isn't on that 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 trade assets list either because I just don't think any teams are in on him right now. I also think that Bulls fans are really really underestimate uh, Nikola Vucevic. This Vucevic slander has gotten a bit ridiculous, right? But all the think pieces on it, it, it is what it is. Um, but I, I just, I don't think right now that, and I think Nikola Vucevic is probably going to end up playing out that whole three years on his contract here with Chicago. Hopefully they get another young center to kind of bring along over that time and hopefully that that's the case but the Bulls at this trade the front office at this trade deadline has tons of decisions at their at their feet that they got to figure out and they're getting passed up by teams not only in their division but other teams around the Eastern Conference and this has steadily been happening over the last three years now it makes sense right the first year you had just brought that team together yes Lonzo went down with injury but there was some hope that he was going to come back 
they weren't going to be very active at that trade deadline. They ended up signing Tristan Thompson as a buyout uh, a player. It, it went bad. Last season, um, they were experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Still hoping some Lonzo Ball news came out, but at the same time, they didn't want to give up major pieces of their team to get some of the players that were out there back. Didn't make it make a move. This year, you now have three seasons of data on your core that's not working, and you have to be willing to move off parts of this core for the for the acceleration of the young players and the acceleration of your team overall. And I saw you guys in the comments as well saying, well, if this Bulls team is trying to make the playoffs, Maybe playing young players doesn't fit in that. And here's where I'm going to go with that. Good coaches find a way. And nobody's saying that Julian Phillips and Dalen Terry should be playing 15 and 18 minutes per game. That's not what's being said here. But it's being said that you have to figure out a way to get them some consistent minutes to get them game time reps. And that's the biggest thing. Even if it's eight minutes, if it's 10 minutes one game, eight minutes for a couple of games, six minutes another, get them in there, especially while your roster is depleted. I think that's another part that a lot of people missed in that statement. And so whatever the roster looks like after the trade deadline, I think a lot of people are expecting it to look, look to either look considerably different or it's going to look the exact same. And it's going to be fun in a way to watch the reactions from the Bulls fan base to see if we go through yet another trade deadline and no moves are made for this team that clearly has parts that aren't working together. And you, the, the thing that I worry about the most with this front office is not just that they can't make a deal, but I worry that they hold on to players so long because they see the value that then by the time they realize it may be time to move off this, the value's gone or, or so low or you're put in a, in a situation like, make no mistake about it, DeMar has value still on this team despite what some Bulls fans will have you think. Zach still has value on this team despite what some Bulls fans will have you think. Nikola Vucevic still has value on this roster despite of what some Bulls fans will think. The problem is all three of those things together equal a team that does not have a winning record, does not have a positive point differential. You're not going to continue. You're not going to move up by continuing to hold on to a core that has shown you via results that it does not work. We had a 35-game stretch of it working, and a player that helped that work in Lonzo Ball it ain't walking through that door anytime soon. Um, so, you know, that's the things that this front office really has to look at and evaluate. And it's going to be fun to see how aggressive they want to be at this trade deadline, 
how much they really want to break up this team. And like I said, they're a front office that typically plays things really close to the vest. And so maybe there's something out there that we don't expect and that we don't see and the pundits don't see as well. And if that happens, cool. A lot of people didn't see the Bulls trading for Nikola Vucevic when we did trade for him at that trade deadline. Do they have it in them again to try to reshape a roster yet again now that you have players that have stepped up and Kobe White showing you what he can be and the fact change is legit now. So let's see what this front office does, man. Like I said, I got my my problems. I got my hopes and things with this roster. But we'll see what this front office ends up doing. But I tell you what, there are going to be a lot of Bulls fans that if the AK and Eversley sit on their hands yet again through another transaction period of this year's trade deadline after only signing Javon Carter and Torrey Craig in free agency, man, there's going to be some Bulls fans that are ready to riot for this team, man. And I can't wait to see what that fallout is. But all right, we also have a game tonight against the Toronto Raptors. And this is a a Toronto's Raptors team that just made a major trade, the second major trade that they've made on the year. We don't know how many. I don't think any of their new acquired players are actually going to play tonight. We'll see what happens with that one. But this is a team clearly going through a transition period, right? And, you know, Bruce Brown was already out with injury even before he got traded to the Toronto Raptors. And Jacopo was already out for this team. This Bulls team needs to come in here and take advantage of a team going through a transitional change. That's it. We have seen too much of the Chicago Bulls with the main pieces uh, go up against team with main pieces of the roster out and those games they end up losing or it's just way too close. How how serious are the Bulls about coming in here and taking care of business today? That's the thing I'm going to be watching the most. Yes, they got Emmanuel quickly. He is a player that can go off. He has the potential to do that. We already seen Dennis, Schro- Dennis Schroeder kill us at times before. Gary Trent Jr. is probably going to be starting with Bruce Brown uh, probably being out. R.J. Barrett's a player that lit us up before. Scotty Barnes, don't let Scotty Barnes kill you, right? So it's going to be fun to watch this team come up against a team that has historically given them problems. But this is a very now different Toronto Raptors team. And I want to see the Bulls finally be one of those teams that takes advantage of a team at a, a deficit. You don't let Scotty Barnes kill you tonight, period. Don't let Scotty Barnes and Emmanuel quick kick quickly and Dennis Schroeder kill you tonight. Don't do it. Come in here. Play your brand of defense. Force turnovers. Get rebounds. Get the damn job done. And that's what it's overall that I'm looking for for this Bulls team today. Just get the damn job done. Can you do that? Can you come in here and can you do that? Are we going to see another game where head coach Billy Donovan is outcoached by a team with a worse record than us that's missing pieces of their roster? Right, that is clearly now sent out players and not gotten as good of players back. Can you come in here and take care of business? I want to see this Bulls team stand on business tonight. That's it, right? That's it. We got basically everybody back healthy. Iota Sumu's likely to play in this game. Patrick Williams still questionable. Of course, Torrey Craig's out. But other than that, can we get, can we just take care of the damn job, man? Can we do that? Shoot the ball effectively. Go through your offense. Play as a team. This your turn, my turn, bullcrap. Stop doing that. Move without the ball. The simplicities of NBA basketball. Take care of business. That's it. That's really it. And I hate to oversimplify it, but that's really just what it comes down to. Go into Toronto and take care of business. This is so, it's this team has been too talented and has shown too many flashes. For it to steadily be a team that when the going gets tough, we sit there and look at, hey, is this the same team that just beat such and such? Every You're not going to keep playing the, the San Antonio Spurs and Charlotte Hornets. Come and take care of business. That's what I want to see a team that, that comes into the building in Toronto and understands the job in front of them 
executes the game plan, play as a team, get the dub, and then get back out, man. You don't play again until Saturday. Take care of the damn business. And, and and I would hate to see this Bulls team let somebody like Grady Dick go off on you. Take care of the business. That's it, right? And like I said, I, I, will, I really want to give a, a statistical breakdown, and this is where the Bulls can do it like I, like I typically do. But at this point, I don't even care about none of that. Can you simply take care of the business in front of you, get the dub, and then go out and then play another team that's, that's severely hurting in injuries as well in the Memphis Grizzlies? Stack up these wins where you can. It's too, we, we shouldn't still be questioning the teams that are below us that we should be beating. Just come in there and take care of it. Get the job done. Move on. Go about your business. Get get Kobe, Zach, combine for 50. DeMar, get your 25, right? Nikola Vucevic, rebound the goddamn ball and act like you know you're a goddamn center in this league. Let's just take care of business. That's it. That's my preview of the game. Is it an oversimple preview? Absolutely. But I don't care at this point. I'm so frustrated with seeing this team step down the level of competition. Just take care of the business. That's all I need you to do. Take care of. But all right, moving on from that. Let's get into it. We got one voicemail today. I'm trying to play a little bit because you guys have been stacking them. Uh, we got one voicemail. This one's from Shay. Let's go and play that now. Yo, what's up, honey? This is Shay. You know, I've talked about this before, but why is it that we force a lot of turnovers, but we don't convert them a lot? And one of the reasons, and I was watching recent games, and it's like when we get a turnover, we tend to jog up the court. Now, what I find stupid is when you get – that's the whole point of fast break points. And honestly, those are the most easiest points you can get. If you get, if somebody gets a turnover or, or Askus or Iota Sumo gets a steal, everybody needs to be running up the court and getting a position to score. Or we'll get a turnover and then we'll get a position to score. But then we'll try to take a, a damn jump shot or three. Go to the basket. Nobody is there. That's the easiest way you can get points. I don't understand the team sometimes, man. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. Points off turnovers. The Bulls right now are 18th in the league in points off turnovers. That's overall in the season. I'm sure it's probably higher if you if we use that since November uh, stat that I like to use with this team when things really started changing for them. But overall, it's just this. This team, at times in transition, acts like they don't all know where to go and how to move, right? And that is why having point guards out there that communicate and things like that are so good. The best players that we have in transition, Io, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar's gotten better in, 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 in transition. Pat was really was becoming really good in transition as well before, his, before he went down. And, of course, Andre Drummond. And I think outside of those players sometimes, we have some areas where we completely struggle at, and it causes the team to, like, not be able to take advantage of some of the easy opportunities. So I, I agree with you. I want to see them be one of those teams that just moves with, with, uh, with intention when you get a turnover. And so often, like, we have one player moving fast, and then, you know, some don't. And, of course, I know Vooch. In transition, it's always going to be best as the trailer. You're not going to get Vooch running up and down the court, but he can still be utilizing that as well. I do think that that suffers from sometimes taking the ball out of, out of players like Kobe's hand and Io's hand. And when DeMar's on the court in transition, we end up typically putting the ball in his hand so he can pass because he's not the best in transition himself. And I think that sometimes holds the other parts of the team back, right? And uh, like I said, Drummond, Caruso are definitely two players that can thrive in that. Torrey Craig was really good in transition as well, knowing how to create that space and those angles to take as well. And so hopefully this team can get back to that. It's a great point, Shay. Very, uh, very great that you caught on that. And I think overall with this team, I just want to see this team be an offense that just makes sense, right? And that is easy points. That is getting, uh, you know, taking advantage of your other team being in a, in a disadvantage. So 
Let's see if the Bulls can become better at points off turnovers. 18th in the league. That's in the lower half. Um, so let's see if we can get them up to being, you know, maybe more mid, right? And so let's see how that's going to go over the course of the season. But great voicemail for Shane, as always. Thank you for leaving that voicemail. That's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.